This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. was down, down, it was like a few blocks over from yeah. Bohemian. Uh, yep, yep. I Whatever think so. it was called, yeah. It was in Canton. Okay, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, That's Wait. that's my that's my extent of, of Baltimore. I, I, I never wanted to get shot or anything. I never went too far. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Welcome to episode 66 of the Whiskey and White Tales podcast. You're listening to this on March 28th, 2022. Maybe. Or not, whenever you're listening to it. That's when we released it. We released it, came out on that day. And we assume that you listen to them eagerly on the day we release it. So today's March 28th, and if it's not, you're late. But uh, thanks for joining us. If you're a regular listener, if you're new, welcome. We appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, as always... You can check out our cool stuff on whiskeyandwhitetails.com and use code PODCAST to get 20% off. Do we have a code word for this week, or are we doing that later? Yes, the code word is OAK. OAK. A-O-K. Or O-A-K. 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 Is A-O-K. Is A-O-K. <laughs> K-A-O. You can use OAK or K-A-O. Yeah, whatever you... Uh, yeah, you throw that in a comment, and if you're well, do an audio version, just leave us a review and leave the word oak in there, and then you were entered into our thing. And this week's winner is probably going to get one of my, um, the things I use to wax my nose. You'll yeah. get one of those with the hair on it and everything. Oh, already used. Yeah, already used. Oh, not like a, not like a kit to try, but no, just no. like. I'm going to send you here's, two here's winners, a, one for each nostril. Gross. <laughs> That's so nasty. No, but we do a prize kit giveaway probably once a month. We might make it even a bigger giveaway and do it quarterly. We haven't decided, but that'd be fun. Yeah, we got a bigger pool of contestants. Yes, cool. So, uh, so this is your bottle. Sorry, there's just some missing. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but we did uh, on Patreon. We're doing a 1915 uh, deal together, and um, it will only be available on there. 
And we got stickers made that, of course, say 1915 on the bottom. I mean, we totally ripped this off, so we can't sell it, obviously. Um, but Just it says, for fun. Old Forester made two, two perfectly good bottles, and then people started blending them together, and then Whiskey and Whitetails. So that's what it is. And it's uh, 104 proof, which was easy to do. 115, yeah. 93, divided by two. But yeah, so that's the exciting thing. Cool. We'll pour us some of this. Y'all. Let you go first. Thanks. You're welcome. Neat. We're also waiting on um, new covers. I don't know what they're called. The, they're made out of their, the you know bottle seals. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, the cork, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, bottle toppers. Yep, whatever. And as you see the name scrolling ahead of us, above us, those are our Whiskey and White Tales executive producers, part of our Patreon community, which gets you access to the Discord and some other fun things that come around the corner. Mm. Whenever we uh, send them out, I can smell from here, and it's they get a lot of red. Magical. Li- I get a lot of red licorice. It's mad. Yeah, I could. I've never had that smell before, but now that you say it, that is a smell. I'm dealing with like a sinus allergy thing. This past weekend, I uh, camped with. Boy Scouts and, and the Cub Scouts for my sons at, uh, out at the Goatery, which I think we've talked about yeah, before. the Goatery. And cool. uh, spent all weekend helping them around the farm and letting the kids get exposure to kind of what that's like and all that kind of stuff. And they let us stay out there for free, and so I felt obligated to do some work. So I spent like two hours cleaning up goat shit. and Which is fun. Hay and baling hay and putting so new hay. Have, it was, hay allergies? Yeah. As, as I think what I figured out, the next day I woke up and my nose and throat were really itchy. And then by yesterday, it was like a full-blown kind of sinus infection thing. And, and now you're gross. Uh-oh. Yeah. What is that? Dude, someone's breaking into my house right now. Look at that. They're chugging out of my bottles. Why? <laughs> you did all that shit and saved it just... Just for this? Just for that right there. <laughs> Are you going to show it on the... Yeah. Do you have an idea who it is? I'm going to blur it. Uh, no, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> no clue, but somebody half-naked was Jesus. chugging bottles at my bar. <clears throat> is that... The other half. The half that you wouldn't expect to be, it was that half. Mm. Strange. Seems like the enemy had a rough night. Just trying yeah, to, I don't know who that is. Trying to uh, offset the hangover in the morning. Could have been the neighbor. It could have been the neighbor. Yeah. I don't know. I'll check to ring cameras when I get home. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I've met the neighbor. Uh, he's been on the show. He's yeah. been on, on the channel. Um, mm-hmm. Stark. I mean, uncanny resemblance. Yeah. It's hard to tell you guys apart from... <laughs> or any the, angle, let alone whoever that. that is. Yeah, that, yeah. Right, that, that person. Yeah, I don't know who that was. But that's what happened to... Uh, <laughs> to my bottle? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's nice. It's just so good that, pe- that somebody broke, broke into... In. Uh, Mm-hmm. So I had um, some things I wanted to, so I was, you know, it's that season where you're starting to get excited about new stuff coming out this year. So I wrote down, I just did like, I think I did three hunting and four whiskeys. Okay. And I figured we could just go over it and, uh, and chat and see what we yeah, think. let's do it. So one was the Michter's US1 Barrel Strength Rye, 111.6 proof. It's $100 comes out in March. You think that's going to be, that's a limited release. We probably won't be, even have the opportunity to buy it. But yeah, I was going to say probably. $100 for a Michter's Barrel Strength Rye. I like Michter's. I don't keep it on my shelf as often as I should because I have a hard time finding 
maybe it's just I don't get out there enough, but the bourbon, which I like. Now, the American whiskey is really good, too. Yeah, that's, I love easier, it. that's easier to find. And the rye is good, too. Yep. The one that I want is the 10-year. That's hard to find just I, in general. I, I know you do. <laughs> you can uh, come try it. But uh, I, I'm sure it'll be great. And if I could find it for 100 bucks, I'd probably buy it. Yeah, I definitely would if I could find it. The barrel strength rye is, is definitely, uh, I like it. And if I could find it for 100 I'm going to buy it. We might put some feelers out for that one. But speaking of Michters, um, Rocco has been in chats with them for his dinner. Uh, yeah, I saw. I, you sent me that text. I got caught up on that thread. I am super excited about that. And yeah. I don't know what, like, because now the wife's been there and it's kind of seen with the town. It's like she's been looking and we have other things we've been looking in the area for. I don't know what plans she might have, but those are all secondary to that if, if those plans come through. Yeah. I think uh, that would be... A lot of fun, and it's uh, it's for Rocco's dinner. It's in October. Uh, it is in September. September. It's actually we do we were up there in Kentucky for that in early. It's like the first weekend or second weekend in September, and mm-hmm. then two weeks later we're back up there for Bourbon on the Banks. Okay, so yeah. we'll be up there twice in September, but it's it's early September. Well, Weather should be great up there. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. If you guys wanted, if anybody wants to come to that, it was a blast last year, and we'll yeah. we're getting a table, and we haven't started filling it yet. We have a couple spots that are definitely taken. I was but. just gonna say this this package when it gets finalized, and we can actually talk about it. Yeah. Uh, assuming it does, I don't want to, I don't want to get people's hopes up and something not work out. But yeah. this would be, even if you don't come for the dinner, which I mean, the, the dinner itself is good enough reason to come. Well, this event, this thing comes with a That's ticket. What I'm saying yeah. this package is super worth it. Yeah. For the price of the ticket, and then you look at the price of what you're getting on top of it, yeah, and a hotel room and everything, yeah, yeah, hotel room, you get food at the event. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's and, definitely uh, worth it. Definitely worth it. So, I'm looking forward to that. <clears throat> uh, the next one was the the, the old Fitz release is a 17 year. A 17. Oh, I read that wrong. I, yeah. At first glance, I thought I said 14. Yeah, 17 year. 17. Really? Bottled and bonds. Obviously, 100 proof. Yep. 185 dollars. 185. Price tag. Price tag. Which means it'll be three something. Oh, for sure. Uh, I like Old Fitz. I don't know if I like it that much. I'm not a huge Heaven Hill, which is funny. It's Friday. I was hanging out with um, Kevin from SCBC mm-hmm. and a uh, liquor store owner on James Island. Oh, yeah. And we went to, he has. He owns an audio visual company like for rich people. Mm-hmm. He has, it's crazy. I didn't know this existed, but he played music and was like, show me which speakers. There's just a bunch of speakers in this room. He's like, show me which one. And like, go and touch them all. And none of them are doing anything. But as you get closer to the wall, you can like feel it coming off the wall and you put your hand on the wall. It's a speaker that goes in the wall and then they mud over it. So you can't see it. So it's like drywall. It just looks like a wall and there's really? speakers in it. It's crazy. Do they have to use a special, like, is there a special mud for that? Or just I have no idea. That's didn't, wild. Didn't ask. That's some rich people stuff. Yes, yeah, some rich people stuff. So he does like Kiowa and stuff and uh, takes, uh, he put a speaker and a crown piece of crown molding. So you get above a TV. Can't even tell. That sounds, that sounds fun. Yeah. It's cool. He has like, a that planter. That sounds challenging and like you could sit and get creative and yeah. it sounds like a good time. I wanted to buy this planter. The wife shut it down pretty quick, but. <laughs> It's uh, it goes outside obviously and it's waterproof and all that. Um, but it's a planter. And it's like you know waist high and you put a, a bush in it, or mm-hmm. whatever. But it's got a sub and some speakers. It's twenty eight hundred bucks though. Oof. It's waterproof. Has like a ten year warranty. Right. But if you spend a lot of time outside, you entertain people yeah. and you got that kind of money. I would need like ten of them. I'm just kidding. One yeah. would define, one would, one would suffice. Yeah, I'm sure it would. But the point of the story is <laughs> Kevin doesn't like Heaven Hill. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan either. Like it, it we were both. It, it just tastes like you're drinking dirt or oh. d- dust, garage dust, you know? Hurting Colton's feelings yeah, over Col- here. Yeah, Colton's <laughs> yelling at us right now. What are you but, talking about? 
Colton's it. He loves. He just posted a picture last night of his uh, old mm-hmm. Fitz collection. But yeah, yeah the this somebody brought a fourteen year and we tried that and uh, it's same. Yeah. And it was funny watching Kevin struggle through it. Just like, oh, but yeah, seven to not good. That's gonna be a that's pass what makes for me. bourbon fun, man. It just taste yeah. is so subjective. Just just like anything else in life. It, just because you like it doesn't mean I won't or no, vice versa. For sure. For <clears> sure. <throat> And then uh, Barrel Bourbon, Bash 32, I've seen a bunch of people. I'm guessing they sent samples to a ton of people, like, in the Instagram uh, whiskey community. Got it. Thanks um, for, thanks they for went, hitting us up. I think you got to go ask. Oh. Which I, I, we don't ever do. I don't ask We could. Anymore. We could go ask for industry samples. We just, I just don't do it. I could just, I just you know, because we get asked for stuff all the time, you know? Yeah. And it just, it makes me be like, <sighs> I mean, we'll do it, but not every time. Don't. <laughs> stop it. But the, yeah. So Barrel Bourbon Bash 32, it's a five year, 115 proof, 90 bucks, which I feel is cheaper than most barrel releases. I'd, I'd buy it for 90 bucks. I think I would too. Everything's expensive now, as far as, I mean, everything, but I mean, the whiskey is, is starting to show its colors. It's pretty yeah, crazy. I, like the days of like $25, $30 bottles are, are probably pretty close to end. Sucks. Ending, being done with. Which we still haven't done the, we've promised we'll find a new cheap bottle. A new, uh, a, that new, new? I'm just Wild Turkey 101 all day. Anyway, last one I wanted to do was the Fourgate. Um, I didn't write down the name of it, the Saint whatever, but it's the Batch 18. Seven years, 119 proof, $199 MSRP. But it's Fourgate, so, you know, I'm going to pass on that one. And we know people that are Fourgate. Uh, I just honestly, I'm just gonna say this, and people look at it. I don't think there's a single brand or bottle that I just that I'm like super hyped about. I like bourbon, yeah, and I like whiskey. I like and I'll drink shares. anything, and I like yeah, I like sharing things and trying yeah. things. But there is not. I don't think there's a single bottle in the world that gets me so fired up that I would go stand in a long ass line to get it or pay a ridiculous amount of money over MSRP. There's you might just, be the anomaly. Well, you and I might be the anomaly. There's just there's just not like I. Would you pay $300 for a bottle? Like any bottle? Maybe. Yeah. I, I think there's some bottles out like there. Like that Mictor's 10. Would you pay 300 for that? Mm, I don't think I, I don't think so. They have a 20-year. Uh, which we might be which I, I, getting I, a chance to bid on. I would pay 300 for that. How much would you pay for charity? Because there may be one at a charity dinner. It's we're a going conversation to. to have offline, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be stealing our. Yeah. Last year, Rocco's. If you like rare well, bourbon, there was some stuff that went for cheap. I think before we go, I think we need to chat with folks that we are going to have there, or even if even it's just you and I, and and agree on. This is what we'll spend. And this we'll is what split we'll spend up. on some of these, and and split it, and yeah. go go in with a, like a budget that. I'm willing to spend this amount and put, pull it all together yeah. and see what we can what we can come, walk away and with. And then if there's stuff left over, we'll just because there's some stuff that that we dismissed, assuming it was going to skyrocket. Yeah, and got caught up in conversation, and then they finished it, and, and we, we were, were like, thirteen hundred what? Yeah, like it, it goes for double that yeah. on the secondary. I think there we was could have we could have we could have paid the amount and walked it. And and before we left the event that night, oh yeah, sold it on you know on secondary. Not that we, that's our. And it's a, we our had somebody thing, sitting with us that works at a store, and he was saying, oh yeah, that. that's right. He was like, dude, you you could mm-hmm. easily sell that for double what it just went for. Not that we're in the market, and that's to do a, that, and, and that's an that individual doesn't just work at a store. That individual does barrel picks. He's yeah. very. <laughs> I, I just remember, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, 
He knows. We're, we're not saying his name, but I don't think we can. If he's listening, he knows. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, and then on to the Sumbos. So, you know I'm a bear guy. Yeah. The Refine Eco 33-inch, 342 feet per second. I didn't know deer ran that fast. <laughs> right? <laughs> 4.4 pounds. So it has the better vibration reduction. So last year they had the Redemption EKO, mm-hmm. which was like supposed to be next to no vibration. Right. So this is the refined Redemption. So there's like supposed to be no vibration. I don't know. I guess they're going to keep doing next, it every year. Next year it's going to move the vibration the to a, to, from the bow to your toes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to wear a, a strip that links it to your belt with an anti-vibration Every year belt. it's something that's something else. It's funny. To, it's funny to watch. I but, didn't write down the price, but you know they're all a thousand to two thousand dollars yeah, somewhere in there, probably. So that's the bear one coming out, which I, I like. Bear, I like Fred Bear. Watch Fred Bear as a kid. Uh, and then you're a Matthews guy, so the Matthews V3X 29 inch IBO, four hundred forty one feet per second. Nope, three hundred forty feet per second. Excuse me, three hundred forty feet per second. But it has the new bridge lock sight technology, which I don't know. Oh, yeah, too much about. I do. Go ahead. It is a it uh it, it's a simplifies your site installation. Okay, it's a okay. uh, instead of having to screw everything in right and and, ma- and match up like um, yeah all those little holes. Those little holes. Yeah, I can't remember all the details. I can't remember if they have a specific site that you buy for it or if it if you mount that site to this rail. But it's like a rail you slide in and you can adjust. That way, it's just uh, supposed to make it easier and more adjustable. I think, like a mo- like a Molly rail, or yeah, something like that. I guess. I just I remember seeing it and going, "That's interesting." I, I'm not going to pay extra for it right now. Yeah. Like, eventually, I'll upgrade from the triax I have, and it'll probably be a standard thing at that point. So we've always been like the it, you know five years ago was just fine. I mean, I bought my bow was two years old, and I guess it's now almost seven years old. Yeah, and, and it kills deer just fine, right? It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's I, it's still hanging on that bow rest. It's been it's, I mean that bow rest works. Yeah, time to start cranking some of those out. Proof of concept. Yeah, we made whiskey and whitetails. Whiskey barrel bow rest. Yeah. We made a uh, one, and then um, it's been like months, <laughs> and it's it's fine. It works just great. Yep. I have noticed one thing in design that is not a problem, but mm-hmm. I could see it being a problem, okay. for one, especially these newer bows, and I'll bring that up. Yeah, yeah, please do. And then see if we can work around it. The Hoyt Redworks Carbon RX-7, 34 inches, 342 feet per second, which ties it with the bear. But it is 3.9 pounds, so it weighs 0.3 pounds, 5 pounds, 0.5 pounds less than the bear. And the, the feet per second for people who get, like, I think... It's annoying. I'm pretty sure that that changes depending on your arrow setup for and, sure. and you know, all the pounds. It's also not as important. Like Not even a little bit. Think about if you're not into bow hunting, think about, and you hunt, and you want to get into bow hunting, think about how we talk about Buffalo Trace. I mean... Sure, it's good, you know, but there's other stuff out there, but it's also, you don't have to spend that kind of money. You don't have to buy Pappy, you can buy, if you Mm want to buy, if you're like, Bear is my thing, or Hoyt, or whatever, Buffalo Trace is my thing, you can buy regular Buffalo Trace and be almost just as happy as a $1,000 bottle of Stag. I'm not 100% sold on my next bow being a Matthews. Like, Elite has come out with some some interesting bows. Uh, I mean, every bow with technology today and the way it's advanced, every major bow manufacturer has a, a line of very nice bows that can be effective at killing animals, and that's yep. that's the point. And you, you don't have to, to go that fast. 
No, you just want something that's effective and it's reliable that you can shoot and that you're comfortable holding. If you're if you're not comfortable holding it and shooting it, then yeah. it's gonna you're it's gonna yeah, you're not gonna have confidence and it's yeah. just not gonna go well. So I mean, if you think about for millennia, people have been bow hunting without compound bows, yes. and they've been surviving as a human race without compound bows. Right. Um, and then in the movies, when you see people get like in a, I'm watching the Borgios, the the Pope, mm-hmm. that corrupt Pope. Oh yeah, from a long time ago. Just that one? Like, dude. Not, not the time. Okay. Not the time. <laughs> we were watching last night, and Andy was like, this makes it look even worse. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Does like, it? Yeah. I was like, because you, you know that's commonplace. Anyway. <clears throat> the... <laughs> Um, yeah, so they they have like archers and stuff, and people yeah. get hit by an arrow, and it, it goes in like a an inch, you know, and then they just pull it out. Like those, no, no, no. D- don't think that if someone comes at you with a recurve bow, that it's just going to go in an inch. It's going to sail right through you. Oh yeah. So don't. Yeah, there's um, plenty of people who are really into the traditional bow hunting, yeah. and they use you know uh, long bows and recurve, and they. They kill deer just fine. Yeah, and the arrow goes in the ground just like it does on a compound bow. The advantage of a compound bow is you could shoot a lot further accurately. Yeah, um, you got to be yeah with with the recurve and the and the, the traditional archery equipment. You do have to be a little bit closer. You use you know it's it's a different type. It's more challenging. I would I would agree with people who say that. So, but you definitely to each, to each his own. You definitely don't need three and four keepers. No. But that was the end of my uh, new whiskey, new bow release stuff. Hmm. You want to move into the plug? Let's do it. Let's do the plug. Ooh, I can turn it up first. Yeah. It's time for the plug. Plug of the week. This week's plug of the week is pretty serious. It's brought to you by Winter Smiths, and this is a uh, not what I was. You know, I. We got told about this from a Patreon supporter that yeah. this is the best ice maker for clear ice okay. on the planet. Well, and so I reached out and I said, hey, you were recommended to us by a patron. And if you want to send us one, we'll do some full reviews, do some videos, all this stuff. And it has, it has arrived. So I can tell you, you know, in anything, uh, first impressions are important. Yeah. This thing is solid. Yeah. It's heavy. Imagine it's it full thick. of ice. It's, yeah, it's, it's well manufactured. And we broke it, kind of broke it down and, and looked at, um, I can't make it work. You just got to be <clears throat> a little forceful. Yeah. But yeah, so it comes with a mold for both um, cubed ice. So you can get multiple molds. They have like the straight, the bar ice as well for the tall, like oh, really? Collins glasses. Yeah, like for like they have uh, skulls. They have all kinds of different oh, cool. molds. They asked me what I wanted, and I was like, just circle and round, or circle and square. Yeah, squares and circles. So for those that can see, we have squares and circles, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty neat the way it kind of locks in place. You fill this up first, and then set that in there, right? Mm-hmm. And then it fills up the. Uh, then I guess you just want to make sure that it's filled all the way to these little vent holes here. Right. We haven't used it yet. No, this we haven't. A, and this, this, is a, this is just, a, just arrived. This is a, the plug of the week. We wanted to, we wanted to throw it out there and let people know that these these folks were nice enough to send us some cool stuff, and we're going to check it out and definitely put it through its paces. And uh, yeah, there will be uh, more than one video coming out. We'll do like updates. Okay, on the wrong side. But yeah, man, it's really cool. This is uh, this is way heftier and way more serious than anything I have. Same at, at home. Because I have the, it's like a styrofoam box with a plastic tray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it 
I mean, I broke it once and I replied to him. I was like, dude, I had this thing for 24 hours maybe. It broke. And it broke because it has this tiny little fill neck that comes out. And yeah. that thing in and out of the freezer, you know, I guess it was more than 24 hours, probably a couple of weeks. But in and out of the freezer just broke. And they're like, we'll send you another one. Because I was like, hey, I was trying to do a review on it. And they're like, we'll send you another one. And since I've been more fragile with that neck, yeah, it's yeah. been fine. But it doesn't make perfectly clear ice. Right. So I'm interested to see if this does. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. That's the thing everybody kind of aims for is getting that perfectly clear ice. And yeah. it's, it is difficult to do if you don't have the perfect setup and environment yeah. for it. This, though, this is heavy duty. And, and it's, it's a lot of detail. It's almost like a Yeti dog bowl. Yeah, it's built yeah. just like a Yeti. It's really thick. It's heavy duty. It's got a nice ring on the bottom to give you some grip so it's not sliding around and moving in your freezer or wherever you put it. So it'll be cool to uh, to see how it works out. Definitely, yeah. Make some cocktails. We're also going to start doing a few cocktail videos. Because of the rising price in whiskey, we're just going to figure out uh, outside of the cocktails that we sell and the cocktail smoker, you know, what else? Yeah, what else can you do? Yeah. I mean, I know that's been done, but we're, we're going to... I even last night anyway. co- a cocktail last night myself. Actually, I made a hot toddy. Did you? Yeah, I was the first I one. I said feeling kind of no, not first one, but made. I found a recipe online. It was really good. Had uh, cinnamon and clove mm. and some other stuff. Dude, really good. It was actually a Martha Stewart recipe. Super bougie. Oh wow! But it's, it was really good. <laughs> it didn't come with three to five years in prison. <laughs> it did not. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. So, anyways, we're excited to try these out. Yeah. Ah, all right. <clears throat> what do you got for us this week? Mm. I have some tips, strategies for turkey season, which started for us here in South Carolina. Started yesterday in yeah. in Zone Three and on private land. It's different. Uh, if you have your t- if you have your tags, each tag is different for the, z- the zones, right? And for like this in this area where we hunt. You can only shoot one one tom for like the first couple weeks. So if you go out to like yesterday or today and you shot one, you'd have to wait like another week before you can hunt again. Whatever. But <clears throat> I'm assuming most people don't have that problem. Probably not. Uh, but turkey season's fun. It's a different type of hunting if you're not used to it, if you've never done it before. Um, it is drastically different from hunting deer, hunting waterfowl. It is a different kind of challenge. And people think, look at a turkey and go, that's just a dumb turkey. But man, Pretty big bird. Kind it of is hard a pretty big miss. bird, and when you're when you're sitting on the ground or in a blind, and they come close and they're strutting and they're they're a lot bigger than you than you think they are. But anyways, I thought I put together some ideas or tips, strategies, tactics, tactics, whatever you want to call it, tactics um, on some ways to give yourself a little bit of an edge. Let's do it. And I do intend. Now that I actually have a free weekend this weekend to film some things, uh, and one of those is going to be a breakdown of my turkey vest and what I carry in it and what I, some things that I recommend people carry um, that I learned from some other people who are far more experienced at this, and I, th- I thought it would be fun to share. But definitely, getting into this, the first thing, just like any other game that you hunt, is you got to put some time in scouting. Having an idea where the turkeys are, you can do sometimes during deer season, right? You see yep. turkey movement, but if you've ever turkey hunted, you know that where you see turkey during deer season, it's not, not always the same yeah. in the spring uh, because they they move and, and hens break away from the toms and, and they're doing their you know their different things for that time of the year, and you're going to see a lot of uh, you're going to see groups of um, toms and jakes 
uh, hanging out and competing, and it's 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 a whole different dynamic. But you got to get out and look for tracks. Uh, you can start with yeah, food sources. Look for acorns. Uh, look for for fields where they can graze. Um, look for tracks. It'll give you an idea of kind of where where you can start. And uh, the night before you intend to hunt, if you have an opportunity to get to where you're going early, maybe the night to the night before, uh, you want to get out and try to roost those birds. Uh, what that what that means for those of you who are who are new to turkey hunting or have never tur- hunted turkey, birds sleep in trees. If you didn't know that, that's roosting. That's roosting. So you want to get out close to sundown and try to figure out where they are roosting because they'll stay there all night and you know exactly where to go the next morning. You don't want to go right up underneath the tree, obviously, but if you can set up within a hundred yards, you know, different people's opinions will vary, but I I would avoid getting much closer than that because with your flashlight and everything, you can kind of spook them. So what's your tip on getting them to roost? chasing them until they fly up in a tree no no you just just walk out <laughs> in the woods and in the evening times you can use so d- during the during this time of year they're super fired up right they they're they're mating they're looking to to mate and and uh make a babies mm-hmm. with hens so they're super fired up they got you know you know their testosterone or whatever they have that gets them all fired up is is going and they will gobble at anything if you yeah. if you slam a, a truck door you'll you you'll hear a gobble sometimes. that's what uh somebody was telling me was it uh, Patrick? He was saying yeah. that you go out there and make like a like a barn owl sound, yeah. and they're just like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. So in the yeah. evening time, uh, uh, an, an owl call. You can use that owl call and do that just like when we're in the woods, and you know, thirty minutes before sundown, you'll start to hear the owls going at it. They'll gobble to that, and you can start to you can also use a crow call, um, or even even a even a turkey call, whatever you need to to elicit a response from them, and you can start to kind of pinpoint where they're at. Hmm. That'll give you an idea of where you, where you need to set up the next morning. Um, you can never really get into where you're going too early. You know, the earlier you can get in there, you know, it, it, you're not hurting anything. Uh, you want to get in, you want to get set up, and you want to wait. It's going to feel like forever because you're anxious and you, you, wanna, you want to have that interaction with the turkey. Um, but have patience. If you can, when you, while you're roosting, when you get to an area where you're like, I, I need to come back here. Sometimes you're lucky enough if you bring binoculars to see where they're at, if you can get a good clearing and get an idea of where they're going to roost because they like long, you know, kind of straight limbs. So if you can locate trees. Like those white oaks in there? Some of the white oaks. Um, they, act, they A lot of times you'll find them in those older pines where they're, they have no branches for like 30 feet and then they have yeah. old straight branches that they'll fly up there. Mm. Um, but I've seen them come out of... Tall pine trees. Yeah, when like they during deer season. Yeah, they pitch down and, and then yeah. they start their day kind of that way. But before they do that, they will gobble on the roost, uh, and hens will yelp from the roost. So before sun up, they're listening and trying to figure out where where am I going first thing in the morning? Yeah, which right? direction? Exactly. So you want to try and position yourself to to be able to. Uh, Should you yelp a little bit before sun up? So that's what that's that's part of what I'm gonna get into. Uh, yeah. um, the night before. If you if you do or if you are able to locate a, a, and roost the birds, you want to try and find a place to locate. What I suggest is finding yourself a spot to set up and prepare it if you yeah. can. So that means if you're going to set up against a big oak tree and, and you have some cover around you, because you want a backdrop, right? Because the turkeys see really really well. You want a nice wide tree or a down tree you can lean up against or some sort of brush or cover. If you can sweep that area out, get rid of leaves and things like Snakes. that. <laughs> Yeah, get rid of any of that you can, <clears throat> and prepare yourself a spot to sit down where you can move and adjust yourself without making a, without making too much noise. 
there's a saying, I forget how it goes, something about turkeys can hear you think and, and see you or see you think. And I don't, I don't know whatever it is, but they, yeah. they have really good senses, right? They, they can see five times further in the woods than we can. So just because you can't see them and you're making minimal movements doesn't mean they don't see you. They have phenomenal eyesight. Um, so sitting there texting before sunup is a bad idea. It is a bad idea yeah. for sure. But the next morning, uh, you want to wait until sunup until you start to hear them, and they will. The hands will start to yelp. They'll start to gobble. That's when you can start to try and 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 give them that reason to get out of the tree. Now, I don't recommend calling too much. You want to space it out 10, 15, sure, yeah. 10 to 15 minutes, you know, give a little bit. But I also don't suggest... Like chirp, 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 or you go full in. Well, so here's the thing. This is, this is where people's opinions will, will, will differ. Some people will tell you you want to mimic a, a tree yelp, you know, a light little yelp yeah. like a, a hen would do. But I want that tom in the tree that hasn't pitched down to be like... What is what that? Is that? Yeah. I got to go check her out, yeah, right? She's so, making some noise. So I want to sound like I'm the first hen on the ground and I'm looking for company. And so yeah. I will still space my calling out 15, 15, sometimes 20 minutes apart. She's a real comfort girl. But I, but I, yeah, but <laughs> I yelp with purpose, yeah. right? Like I'm here, here I am, I'm, I'm hanging out, come, come check me out, come see me. Uh, but I will wait still and, uh, and, and space that out because you don't want to overwhelm overwhelm them they will over time later in the season especially if you're still chasing or still hunting but you can kind of educate birds and they'll they'll learn and be, be, they'll be wary yeah. of things so um always have a plan before you call there's nothing worse especially if if as the morning progresses and you're not getting the interaction you're looking for you decide to do a little running and gunning which is when you get up you walk and call and try to chase the birds cut them off you want to have a plan before you start calling because there's nothing worse than being standing out like in the middle of a big open path. Yelp, yelp, yelp. Boom, you get hit with a response and it's right around the corner and you have nowhere to set up. Yeah. It, it's, it's the worst. So make sure before you call that you have a plan or a place to go if you to need to right then and yeah. there uh, because it, it's happened. And uh, my first ever turkey call was a battle with the Tom that lasted most of the morning and then a th- bad thunderstorm came in and I, I went back to the clubhouse, waited it out, and then went right, right back out. He was in the same area, and I was finally able to. But it was this back and forth of where is he at, trying to cut him off. And it's fun. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like playing chess in the woods with, with an animal. But you have to be persistent, and you have to have a plan before you call so you don't get yourself you know, stuck in a, in a, in a bad position. Uh, like I said, don't overcall, but be purposeful. Um, if you're looking to really head off a tom the sort of a real mature Tom, you want to, you want to observe turkeys if you can. And you'll notice that there will be, if there is a, a real mature kind of a boss, Tom, if you, you hear referred to as in the group, he won't be messing around and, and running with the larger group of, of Tom's or Jake's that are a little bit younger. He's, he's out to do two things. That's get his, get his piece for that morning. Yeah. Uh, and eat and survive. Like those, those are the things that he's out there to do. So you're not going to see him mixing it up. Does with, he see them as like a liability? So they don't go near him. Or well, he's just, just like, not interested. It's he's just like, like I'm mature, just an old grumpy dude. Yeah, it's yeah. just like mature deer. Like yeah, when you. you when you watch deer feed into a field, yeah. the last one to make his way in right at sundown, 
shooting light's terrible, and you know you can't get a clean, confident shot is that big buck. And he's mature, and he's old for a reason. And he's just figured that. that out. Right. Yeah. So you're not going to see him. And, but the thing is that they're often predictable. They've got a pattern. They know what they like and what they want to do. And so if you can identify them and sort of look at where they're, where they're roosting, where they're, where they're feeding, uh, you can sort of figure out a pattern for them usually pretty easily and, and try to head them off. I'm not saying shooting them and getting them to come in close enough to shoot's easy, but you can figure out their pattern. Yeah. Um, be ready to have a, like have a backup call, like a backup plan, right? A lot of people have a call they're comfortable with. They're like a box call. They're like a pot call. Sometimes they're just not responding to that. It sounds t- too unlike a turkey to them. Yeah. So you have to, you got to switch it up sometimes. Sometimes the, a lot of wind or weather will call for using a call that has a higher pitch or a different tone to cut through that wind. So be prepared to bring, don't, don't, don't rely on just one call. Um, and like I said, mind your movement because they can see much better. And then when you're calling, one thing that I have found will bring turkeys in is by, and this this is kind of counterintuitive because I said, watch your movement. So you have to be careful how you do this, but calling and while you're calling, telling us, this is sound weird, but telling a story or presenting a scene. Yeah. Right. Imagine that you're just a dude sitting, we're sitting right here in the, in the studio and you hear a conversation down the hallway. A conversation by itself is not anything new. That makes sense. Yeah. But if you hear a scuffle, if yeah. you hear a fight, if you hear something that sounds like that, that's going to get your attention, right? So you can do the same thing with turkeys. Um, some people, you can take an old turkey um, after you shot one, an old turkey like wing, and you can use it to beat to the flap ground. and beat the ground or bushes. You can do the same thing with a hat, yeah. Uh, but something to just give the the impression of a bird pitching down or flying or some excitement will you know they're they're social creatures, so they're going to want to come see you and figure out what that is. And that's another tool you can add to your to your bag of things whenever you're trying to get those turkeys to come in. Then they bring um, their big gross head around the corner. And- <laughs> Jelly heads. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and then uh, last but not least, I mean, shoot your gun, shoot your shotgun pattern. Yeah. Uh, make sure that your, your setup and, and your ammo that you're using work well together. You know, not every gun patterns the same with the same load. So test your choke out, um, you know, full choke for turkey hunting for sure. And you and use a turkey load. They, they kick a little harder, um, a lot harder than a lot harder than duck and bird and then bird loads and, and stuff for duck. But you know, they're, they're meant to, to you want a, you want a nice good pattern because generally you're aiming for the head because you don't want to have to clean all yeah, that stuff yeah. out of out of the body. So those are my tips and suggestions. I'm by no means an expert. I am probably the world's maybe okayest turkey hunter, but I've killed a turkey on my own once or twice, and it's a lot of fun. So you're more uh, uh, capable to speak. Yeah, qualified to speak about mine. <laughs> I'm excited for my first turkey hunt. I'm excited for you, about man. it already. I wish but... I could be there. They Mainly don't. because I've never hunted that have. kind of terrain. Your family in Easter. Family. Right, I spend kids. Easter with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 a good go time. And yes, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I, excited. Shoot, my, I might even try turkey hunting this weekend, man. I didn't even think about it, but I could free up you a could. morning and, and go this weekend. I might you do could. that. Got my turkey. You know, SCDNR has a new system for like uh, licenses and tags and everything. I and reporting. got the email, but I didn't open it yet. So I went to the website because I realized that my uh, all my stuff expired this month. And uh, so I had to renew my licenses and everything. And they have a nice new website. It's nice and clean. Do and I need to get anything outside of – I have, like, small game and 
Just regular you need, sportsman. You need big. So if you have the sportsman's license yeah, for South Carolina, you should be good. That includes okay. big game. But you'll need to go buy turkey ticket. Uh, turkey is there a big game? Well, I know I got to buy turkey tags. tags yeah. yeah, yeah. They're five bucks for three, which is all you get. <clears throat> yeah, and you'll need to do the same thing for Kentucky. I'd imagine. Yeah. Look Did we buy own. licenses last year? We, yeah. we bought full on like yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, we, yeah, we got licenses for I last year. I remember well, if we bought I did the short term and if we're gonna keep going up there as much as we are, I, I think, think I it's a year. cheaper to just buy the buy a year thing, even I though we're out of state, sure. which is expensive, but when you start adding it up in multiple trips and then trying to buy yeah. multiple seven day or three day licenses, you might as well just get Especially the year. when we can just get a phone call and they're like, Hey, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh but yeah, it's gonna be fun for you. Um if you you're we're flying up there. So Wednesday. I don't know how long it would be. You could, we could you could ship stuff up there, I guess, if you needed gear. I'm going to ask Rocco. I think he's probably got everything. Okay. I plan on buying clothes while I'm there and leaving them there. Oh, okay. Um, I think he's got a vacuum sealer, and I'm just going to wear them, wash them, throw them in a vacuum sealer, and just leave them next there. time I'm there. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a real good idea. That was the plan anyway. And I think he, he said he's got plenty of shotguns. So. Yeah, that's all you need is a decent shotgun. You don't need anything crazy. Yeah. And he's used to hunting with the UK fellas. So. Yeah, I would suggest a short barrel shotgun. You know me and my short barrels. Not that short. Oh. <laughs> uh, like eighteen inches is 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 a solid. The reason being is when you get in the sometimes you got to set up in the brush and you need to m- move or maneuver yourself. And having a long twenty something inch barrel oh, yeah, you would yeah, use yeah. for for duck hunting is just yeah. You're just knocking things in. Um, one thing I recommend when I was talking about use a pump prepping, yeah, yeah. You don't need it. Like you know, the I'm reason like, why, especially so I I prefer semi-auto for duck hunting just because it's yeah, it's yeah. a lot of action. But for for turkey, if you miss, it's done. Well, it's it's not that it's done necessarily, but you have a little more time to rack another one and get a second shot. But the thing is that a pump, like a Mossberg or um, what's the other one that everybody has? Uh, not, not a Mossberg, but Benelli. a no, the cheap pump, like $300, uh, $200 shotgun. Um, there's the Mossberg 500, I think, and then they why, – why am I drawing uh, a blank? Yeah, the because I have one. Yeah, everybody has one. Um, it's like you get them as a kid, and it's most, most of the time it's black and wood stock, and it's uh, – oh, my God. I can't remember. I have, I have one in my, in my uh, closet in my bedroom. Yeah, I have one in my – yeah. Anyways, that. You can throw that thing in the dirt, yeah. hunt in the rain – and it's still going to rack another load, another another shell, and you're still going to be able to pull the trigger. Yeah. And when you're running around in the woods trying to get a new call, you got to set your gun down. It's it's not a place for a nice Benelli shotgun. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's gonna. That <laughs> well, that's why I have a Benelli because I I know that I can sink it in the swamp and it's okay. I spray it with some C C. I've never had some CWD. <laughs> spray it with some CMP and just yeah yeah. So it's um. I recommend a pump. It's just yeah, it's yeah. just easier. It's it's less mechanical stuff to go wrong or have a problem with. And um, yeah, make sure you have one in, in the in the chamber. There's no, there's nothing worse than doing all that work to get a bird in and going click. Yeah, oh, shit. Because <laughs> yeah, they're gonna definitely hear. hear they definitely yeah. hear that. So and they know that sound. And 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 I and definitely they shoot your shotgun. Like understand your yeah, range yeah. because you're oh, you're yeah, actually sure. effective with the shotgun. And a turkey a lot further than you think you are if if you're accurate and you understand what you're like shooting. Five hundred yards. <laughs> yes. No, but like <laughs> maybe like forty. Yeah, you can definitely kill a turkey out to forty yards if you mm. are confident and you understand yeah. what you're shooting. You know and, where to and put the bead. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't like shooting that far. I try. I like. I like them to be 
within I don't 20 yards. It's, it's fun. I, I, I enjoy the, the challenge of getting a turkey in that close. Um, I want a guillotine one. A guillotine the bow. Oh, with the bow, that'd be fun. That's the one thing I haven't done. I haven't, I haven't hunted turkey with a bow. This thing, they're pretty big. They're like this. Um, I mean, obviously not. They're like that. Yeah, I think oh, I the, could. Yeah, it's like it's like three, isn't it? Whatever I think I it is. Could, uh, well, yeah, it's got like the center thing, but mm-hmm. I think I could a hundred percent just guillotine. I'm pretty death. sure. Fact. As long as he's not like. Well, I mean, within neck and chin, and, within ten or twenty yards, I mean, I can shoot a, a group that size. So I would hope that yeah, I could hit a turkey's neck and just. And he's like, what's that? It's his head. <laughs> but yeah, turkey hunt. I'm ready. It's going to be fun. I'm ready. Good. So um, let's, hit this, let's hit this fact. Fact of the week. I was, I was metal banging. Oh, were you? Yeah. I was just finger picking a guitar. <sighs> what's the fact? So this is actually submitted by Jacob Whitfield. Oh, what's up, Jacob? He's our resident. I just filled out an application for him for, uh, oh, no, Master Forester Expert or something. Really? Yeah. New uh, position, I guess, with the company. Good for him. Or a new company. I don't know. As long as we've known him, he has been busting his ass. If not, He's in school, a worker, dude. If not in school, he's up to his chest in the shit in the woods doing yeah. his thing. You see him and, burning, and studying. All, burning everything down right yeah. now, doing a... Um, Burns. Yeah, and then and then he's been studying for for his credentials in his career. Yeah, he reached out. He's like, "Well, whiskey Whitetails write me a recommendation for the job." And I was like, "Absolutely, yeah, absolutely." So I was like, "I put on there is like, how do you know him?" And I was like, "He anytime we have wood stuff, he he has a segment. He's done a segment on the podcast before. Anytime we have questions about forestry management or wood, mm-hmm. he's our go to guy. So yeah. like, he's published in the podcast world and and on the tubes. So this is submitted by him, which I found." Fascinating. So we've just we've had this conversation about this. What this part wasn't as a lead into, but we had this conversation about we can't find it that it says bourbon must be an American white oak. Can't find it. It like everybody says that, but then if you look it up, it just says American oak. Yeah. But because of this submitted fact, it has to be white oak. It could be nothing else. Okay. So it has to be American white oak. So Missouri, specifically Missouri white oak, T.W. Boswell founded a stave company in 1912. Mm-hmm. And by 1920, and 36 stave production operations at sawmills. And in 1951, it was renamed as Independent Stave Company, which we all know yeah. today. So by his son. So why white oak? This is what was submitted. So this is a random fact inside the random fact. Okay. <clears throat> So white oak acorns mature and fall the same year they're fertilized. Red oak, it takes two years for them to drop acorns. That's a fact inside okay, of the fact. Yep. But here's the fact of the week. White oak trees, have uh, they all have pores in cells, but white oak pores are blocked by a plastic-like substance called tylosis, which is waterproof. The red oak does not have that. Okay. So tylosis forms in the growth ring from the previous year. So every time there's a new growth ring, tylosis forms, which is a waterproof barrier, nothing can come through it, which I'm guessing is why they quarter saw okay. staves because then it's giving you multiple growth mm-hmm. rings of layers of, mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know. It's stronger when they do it that way? Yeah, stronger, and it's more waterproof, I think. Okay. But, yeah, so that's the random fact of the piece. The oak trees, so the reason they use American white oak is because of tylosis, which is interesting. a waterproofing, plas- it's a plastic-like substance is what the. And that's in the wood? Yeah. It's made on its own. I wonder if that starts at the acorn. Don't know. Didn't go that far into well, it. Well, the reason I ask, and maybe this is something that Jacob could, we could do a segment and he could follow up with us on. I And, and maybe this is just my 
personal, I don't want to call it ignorance, but just my perspective from hunting more in South Carolina down here in the low country, we see a lot of white oaks in the marshy, swampy areas. Yeah, I think they don't dry rot. They're more protected, I believe, yeah, is, is I, the so point I, of it. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. I'm saying is that it's, it is because of that, what, what's it called? Tylosis. Tylosis. T-Y-L-O-S. It's like halitosis, but not. It smells better. It sounds better. <laughs> yeah, it does. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. And that's where the code word of the week came from, oak. He's a, he's a smart feller. Yeah. That's what these are. Hey, these are white oak. Hey, they are. White oak. Also, the it's probably done by now, but if not, go to Snipers Unknown Instagram page. They're doing a this patch there. They're doing a patch giveaway, not a giveaway, raffle. Yep. And the money is going to... Not this patch, different patch. Yeah, different patch. It's going to um, support a veteran that lost a leg and an arm. Thanks, Biden. In war. I fucking said it. I think this was like before. No, that this happened. He's he's the one, he's one of the few that survived that oh, bombing that's when right. we were trying to evacuate out of Afghanistan. That's right. And our administration currently was like, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's one of the Marines that got blown up and survived. Interesting. Yeah. I thought, because it said something about 2001, and I thought this was way older story. Uh, maybe I misread, but I'm pretty sure I saw, I, that's what I saw. And his, that, that his injuries are recent and his, yeah. Well, there's three Go patches. Check it out. Figure it out yourself. And uh, <laughs> so the top three highest bettors get get them, and they're and they're not um, very much. So cool. Go in there and help this fella out, fellow service member. Then tomorrow we're going to High Wire Distilling. Yep. We're going to do a private tour, film a little bit of it for everybody, and then um, we're probably going to schedule a podcast as well. Yeah, let's do them. that. That'd be fun. Yeah. There or here? Here. Not tomorrow, but no, 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 eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm excited for that. I've been, I've never been to High Wire for this reason. I wanted to do a tour with you yeah. in the Whiskey and White Tails world. I have didn't a, want to just go. Have an interesting update when we're done with this. But yeah, and so that that's what we're, that's the big. I'm excited for it. So we're gonna film a lot and charge it in all the battery batteries and the mics and all that. So yeah. hopefully uh, we'll have some good footage and the gimbals charged up. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring your thing and get some, uh, yeah, I will. Some B-roll me. footage, and I'll try and focus on the main stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, be that'd, be, that'd be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I am too. What was your update? So, a while back, we reached out, tried to get in touch with the folks from uh, Horse Soldier. Okay. Right? Uh, I know, personally, one of the individuals that helps with that company. I'm not 100% sure of his stake what role in or ownership capacity. or role or yeah. whatever, but he has been a part of it. From day one, he is one of the horse soldiers, the mm-hmm. the, the soldiers that were yeah from the movie, from the movie. The well, f- the actual well, but from the actual thing, and then was a yeah, movie. But that yeah. first that first group of of Green Berets that went in to to put a force together and try yeah. to he was one of those killer eyes. Yeah, um, interesting movie if you've never seen it. But anyways, the bourbon or the the, the, the whiskey that they make. Uh, we think it's a cool story and we wanted to do something with it and we really haven't highlighted it or done anything with the whiskey on the show. Well, I, know I have we can, some, we have house. some, Oh, we have it here. We have some, yeah, we have some here somewhere. Yeah. And I know we drank it when we did the podcast with, uh, one nation coffee. Yeah. And we talked, but we drank a bunch that episode. And I don't know how much we really talked about it. Um, anyways, the gentleman that I know his, uh, I'm good friends with his son. He reached out and was like, Hey, how come you guys haven't done a review on any horse soldier? And I was like, well, we've kind of been, 
holding Wait, off, <laughs> trying trying to get in touch yeah. or trying trying to work out a thing to do something with them. Um, and he's like, I'm going to make that happen as soon as I can, but they're super freaking busy right now. They just broke ground in the last year on their new right. distillery yep. on the Bourbon Trail. And so my buddy is a is big in the construction and oil field. On the and, Texas Bourbon Trail. No, no, no. It's in, it's, I, I don't know which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's in Kentucky. Oh, I thought they were in Texas. Mm-mm. Uh, but anyways, he apparently helped them with, because he's, he's part of, he does construction and stuff like that. He helped pick and coordinate some of these specifics for the building. They are using the same builder hmm, and architect that built the new McAllen distillery. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen pictures of that thing, yeah, but it is fantastic. phenomenal. Yeah, Horse Soldier Bourbon coming home with new $200 million distillery yeah. destination on Kentucky's Lake Cumberland. Yep. What city is that in? Uh, New York City. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, so I was talking with him, and he is going to be a catalyst for us as they're super busy right now. He said they, they're still small, and it's one of those situations where – so it could be Clinton, Laurel, McCleary, Pulaski, Russell, or Wayne County. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty big lake. Well, never mind then. Yeah. Um, he mentioned a specific town, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah. anyways, he uh, he's I'm going to stay in touch with him, obviously, and, and you know, hopefully grease the skids with uh, getting something set up where we can go check out the distillery and try to get them on uh, that would be epic. on a podcast and uh, get some get some bourbon to, to sample and, and talk about. But, uh, yeah, I, I, know we'd, I know we've talked about it them in earlier episodes way, way, way back, and uh, nothing really has, has come of it. It wasn't for lack of trying. They're just, it was one of those situations where they have, you know, a good product and a really cool story. People like it, and it took off. He he said it took off faster than they can kind of keep up with it, and they're just really hard to get a hold of. And it yeah. wasn't, wasn't personal. I was like, yeah, I, sure. I, told, I told him, I said, we did not take it personal no. at all. It's Never do. No, it's it's all business. And, uh, and that bottle that we got, we actually got from a veteran hunt. I went out that quail hunt, and the people that hosted us bought us all um, a bottle. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I remember now. And thanks to Misty Bausch for your order. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Just while we're sitting here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's – yeah, I'm excited to do that. That'll be a lot of fun, especially especially if it's another trip to Kentucky. Oh, no. Twist my Oh, man. Twist it. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. What – did you look at any, so we're going to do Old Forester, but did you look at anything else that you wanted to do while we were in Louisville? I haven't. Gar- gravel Mouth Louisville? I, I have not, no. Let's be honest. Have you been to the, have you been to Louisville? No, never. So they have like a, down, I don't remember what it's called, but like a Live 5 downtown or something. I don't know. And Live 5 is the local news. That's like, the local news channel. It yes. might be Louisville Live. Okay. Like, I don't know. That sounds. Remember the Baltimore Live? Like no. that bar district where they had. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The. The cat, the bowl that you ride and all that. Yeah, I, I know of it, but I, I yeah, never yeah. went. I've never been there. Really? The only time, my only my only time coming to Baltimore was I never went outside of your house, the Arundel Mills area, or or the base. Uh, yeah. The only time I went downtown was to go meet Andy to eat that one place that we went to eat at, not far from her groomers Abby. where she was working. We at the burger place. I th- I don't remember. Yeah. I had nachos. Oh, I don't remember. Some killer nachos. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I know exactly where it went. Yeah, because that Nacho Mamas. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And it, it yeah. was down, down, it was like a few blocks over from yeah. the Bohemian. Uh, yep. Yep. I Whatever think so. that was called. Yeah. It was in Canton. 
Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That's Wait. that's my that's my extent of of Baltimore. I didn't, I never wanted to get shot or anything. I never went too far. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> we we drove around like when all the riots were happening there, yeah. and like whenever that was, 2012 or 13 or 14. Yeah. After the like, cops, that dude died or in the back of that van. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what happened. This stuff happens there all the time. Yeah. But we went down there. The streets were on fire, and there were <laughs> dudes like riding police horses that weren't cops. <laughs> and so we went down there. And we're looking around. and I was like, we should probably. Go home, <laughs> but I thought about leaving because I was uh, I was on, like uh, up whatever it is when I owed too much on a car and I was going to leave it down there because I thought for sure it'll get and then we we didn't we ended up not doing it because I thought about the if they're like why was it parked there yeah you don't live you live twenty miles from here like eh, yeah. yeah let's talk about other insurance fraud <laughs> ideas you have yeah right <laughs> so we didn't do it but anyway the uh, live yeah the Louisville live that's where we're, oh power Brian Powers came down and they had forty night oh yeah. And they we like bought forties. They were like t- ten dollars, I think. Oh man, you ever you ever played Edward Forty Hands? Yeah, yeah, of course. You ever been to a forty party? I that's back when I used to smoke cigarettes, and it was really hard to smoke cigarettes with forty saved your hands. So you end yeah, up chugging one. I would imagine so. Yeah, that sounds like, like a great night. Actually, my stomach just kind of turned thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I two forties with steel reserve. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's still your thing, steel reserve. No, it's not. <laughs> But anyway, Louisville, Louisville yeah. Live or whatever it's called, uh, it's it's like a big outdoor bar district. Okay, so is outdoor drinking uh, yeah. encouraged? Uh huh. Fantastic. I'm pretty sure I haven't been there in I oh, see, been there 2006. Before? Oh, okay. That was the last time I was there at that part of Louisville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went there for a car show shortly after that too. Remember we used to go to it was called a uh, something on the banks, kind of like Bourbon on the banks, but it was like. Dubs on the banks, or Dubs by the bridge. Dubs by the bridge, I think. Not Dubs on the lake. No, I wasn't Dubs on the lake. It's Dubs by the bridge. That's the, the last the bridge that goes to. to oh. uh, <laughs> that bridge. <laughs> there, they had a car show there. Oh, okay. Yeah, Volkswagen cool. car show. Yeah, yeah. Is there any other kind? No, not not to, not for me. Drop jaw, drop jaw. The big show, dude. <laughs> have we ever talked about that? Do we have to talk? about I wonder that? if anyone even knows what drop jaw is. I doubt it, dude. You know they got shut down, right? I'm sure that it did. I remember thinking back when we when you used to DJ there, and I would go up there and drop draw, and they had the wet T-shirt contest, <laughs> and it was a bunch of like 40 year old men standing around watching these. No way they were 18 year old girls doing. And I've never considered it until like I get older in life, and like yeah. they don't do wet T-shirt contests anymore. I don't think, but that was like the thing back in the car scene. Yeah, I think that was. Also, just a different time in yeah. life before there were phones everywhere, yeah, you couldn't and record cameras right then, everywhere, right? and uh, you know, I I never thought about it either. I, I didn't was, think anything. I wasn't really super in my interested. early twenties, and yeah. I was just working, man. Like well, I was people, the car show, people always like, people always were like, you know, you know, oh, never you must, liked crowds. I'd look over there and be yeah. like, that's too many people. Well, people not. were always like, oh, you must, you know, this and that, and it's like I slay it's work. <laughs> Like I'm, I was there bef- oh, yeah. before the first and car showed up, and I, by the end, and of the I day. was there out in the sun all day, and then I was there until the place was shut down, running sound, doing yeah, because we would provide the professional Mixing sound, up them sweet beats, but but yeah, well, we were DJing throughout the day, you know, the, there was the big kind of party and event in the evening that we we DJed live throughout the day. It was kind of a, a set list and a playlist yeah. we would play, just kind of entertainment. ITunes. We had a microphone for announcements and stuff, but the, we were not just doing that on the main stage, but we were over at the racetrack where they were doing the burnout competitions, the drag racing, and the um, 
with the cars with the, the hydraulics. Yeah, hydraulic. Like we yeah. were all over the place all day long. It's like I, I barely had time to eat, let alone enjoy anything that was going on. The only time I got a break was actually the the shows where you came and I had an opportunity to break away and go walk around and hang out a little bit. But even then, that was really short. I was like, damn, I came all the way up short. here for I know, <laughs> I, I, I felt super minutes. bad, but no, it was nothing. That. It was like, well, you can come hang out I've actually afterwards. I've grudge Have you? since then. Well, when was this, 2002? Um, I was... Three? It was pr- no because it was after I graduated and I was I was really? yeah I was I in college sure but I was it was in high school. no I was going to uh, community college before I transferred because um, I did the like two years. Did you graduate the year before me though? You kept hearing that. Yeah, it's driving, that's probably not. Um, no, I, I graduated in two thousand four. No, we graduated the same year. Yeah, yeah. We graduated the same year, and we should we got to show our uh, our senior pictures sometime. Oh yeah, because so, our because what people that's, don't understand is that there was a, a junior. Uh, Junior high and high school was the period where we kept in touch, but very hit or miss. Yeah. Um, you know, phones weren't, you know, cell phones weren't yeah, a thing. Yeah, we didn't have cell phones. MySpace was where the thing. So we would keep in touch every now and then, and we would make a, a trip up and down a couple times a year, but it wasn't super frequent. But our, without playing, with, <laughs> it's so weird. Our senior pictures were almost identical to the point that. I can, we'll just put it up here. You <clears throat> send me yours, because I definitely got have. I got to see if I can find it. I don't know if I I'm have sure it I'm sure Janita has. Because I have to ask my mom or dad to send it. Send yeah, it I'll see you. if I have it and send it to you. But it, I'll put it in here. You would People people are going to swear there's no way we didn't yeah. plan it, but I swear <laughs> on my children's life, we did not plan it. No. Uh, and they are so similar. But, uh, yeah, it was after that because there's no way I would have been doing and driving and going to those shows while I was in high school. Do you think it was like the one-year leather jackets were cool? Because remember leather jackets came back and then they went away real quick. Yeah, they were cool for like, 30 minutes because you and I both and it happened that, to be that, that, time. that time, yeah. So we got our senior pictures with leather jackets with our trucks, with our trucks. We had the same, almost you had the exact a GMC, same. I had a Chevrolet, yep. but they were the same color, same color. Yeah. You had, I had a step side, which I, which I didn't like. Flare side? I wanted, yeah, is that what you, they call it? I don't remember the step side where, yeah, yeah I yeah, know it, but yeah, and uh, I didn't, I never really cared for it, but and I had a straight, side, straight but side, but they were both champagne. Mm-hmm. And we were like leaning against our trucks with the we were cool too we were cool so for school. Cool. Did we have the same arm post? I don't, I don't I remember, man. man. I haven't seen that picture in years. <laughs> it's wild. Oh man, good times. But uh, how did we get on that? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, we were talking about car shows, and then we started talking about oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's well, good, good times, man. Not a care in the world. No, way different. Just where am I going to eat next? And do I have enough cash for gas to get home? <laughs> it's so funny, man. Like now, I try not to eat. <laughs> so much in a day back then like I just couldn't couldn't afford to eat a bunch <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how some things change and th- like now I open the fridge and I'm like oh I gotta eat all this food before it goes just bad, bad. <laughs> waste it. I, I can vividly remember opening the fridge and being like cheese sticks and I guess that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pepperoni I always have pepperoni around yeah yeah, the, oh, I got bologna. Yeah, I made a tomato bologna mayonnaise sandwich, and it's like yeah. one of my favorites with salt Good. and pepper. And I ran out of tomatoes. So the other day, I just took a piece of cheese and a bologna, cheese on a bologna, and I put mustard on it. I took a bite into it, and then I had like, I don't do drugs, but whatever that drug is where you have flashbacks, acid, like an acid flash. I had like a flashback <laughs> of when that was like what I ate. Because <laughs> that's, like, that's what you could afford. Yeah, I could buy yeah. a pack of bologna and a pack of American cheese and and mustard. Crazy. All right. I think we've done enough. Yep. All right. What um, CB spotlight do you want to do? I was going to ask you the same thing. I don't. We got. I wrote down. We got uh, the NDA. We got the Coast Guard and 
Operation. Yeah, OpFob. So you have OpFob. Those are the three that I wrote down. OpFob, NDA, and the Coast Guard. Let's do... Let's do the Coast Guard one. Yeah, because fishing season's coming. Yeah, that's a good one to do. Yeah, so that'll be a good There's one. a lot of really, in, like... Good information, yeah. Don't I don't know what I, I... I had no expectations for that one. No idea what we were talking about. But it was about. super interesting. Yeah. Not what I expected that conversation. And not uh, what I... I won't, I, you know, I won't preface yeah, yeah. it, but not what I understood the Coast Guard that to have involved. Oh, me neither. I had no I had idea no they did That's very fascinating stuff, yeah. so... All right, cool. Well, that'll be out. Oh, wait, that's, that's already... So that's already out. That's so. been out, so... So if you haven't heard it, go, go give go it a listen. So what are we going to do this week then? Oh, um, let's do OpFob then. OpFob this week. Yeah. All right. So this Thursday, OpFob will come out. And you'll learn all about that there as well. Good guys that we talk to. Yeah. Local guys. Good Good. Uh, good mission. Got some other stuff good going dudes. on with them eventually. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be fun. That we're excited about. They got some nice property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. As always. Have a great day. See you.